Good morning. Good morning and welcome everyone to the prayer call. We want to say good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. Today, I have Minister Rodney Blanchard and Elder Thomas Allen with me on the call. Minister Rodney will be bringing the devotion for the morning in a few minutes, and Elder Thomas will be praying over the prayer requests. So before we get started, let me say good morning to Minister Rodney. How are you this morning? How good morning. I'm fine. Good morning, Mother Heather. Good morning to our bishop and Pastor Adrian, the first family, and to everyone on the line. It's good to know Jesus during these times. Amen. Amen. I like that. It is very good to know Jesus, especially during this time that we find ourselves in. Amen. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Elder Thomas, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Mother. Doing very well. Thank you. Good, very well, very well, great, all of us, praise God. It is the season, is it not? And we should know our God like we've never known him before, hallelujah. So we're grateful to God for our bishop and for Pastor Adrian and for every pastor, every pastor that's on the line this morning, for all of their leaders that work in the ministry with them, and for every lay person, faithful to God and faithful to their pastor, God has also strategically placed intercessors and prayer warriors uh, within his church, his ecclesia. May they remain strong and faithful to their assignments. May they not grow weary. May they Stay on the wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, you know, just not those that know they've been called to intercede, but for all of us, remain strong. Remain faithful to the Lord. Spend time with him. Pray. Seek his face. Not his hand, but seek his face. Get to know him in a way that you've never known him before. Hallelujah. We're living in a time when people don't know where to go, what to do. Those that don't have the Lord are very lost, very frightened, very confused. Doubt runs everywhere. And fear is taking over. But we know a God who has everything in control. God has not forsaken us. God is with us. Hallelujah. You know, there's a scripture verse that I saw that I would like to share with you. It says, and don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds, good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. That's out of Galatians 6, verse 9, out of the uh, Passion Translation of the Bible. 
So know this, a wonderful harvest, a wonderful harvest that you planted, those good seeds that you planted, there is a harvest that is coming. Hallelujah. So, Father, we are thankful for this another day, that you have breathed the breath of life over us. No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. God, we know that you are beckoning us to press into your presence and to disconnect ourselves from all the distractions of this world and the chaos that is surrounding us. Help us to disconnect ourselves, turn away from it, and turn to you. We know, Father, that prayer is powerless unless it comes from our heart. It has to come from our heart, the depth of who we are. We surrender and submit ourselves to you this morning, commanding this day to align with your will and your purpose. Now, Father, I ask that you anoint Minister Rodney as he comes with the morning devotion. And may we hear what you are saying to us for this day. Minister Rodney, it is all yours. Thank you, Mother Heather. Once again, I deem this an honor as well as a privilege to bring this morning's devotion. Um, This morning's devotion is found in James chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. James chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Uh, And it says in the New Living Translation, and it gives grace, grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Um, this topic, name of this topic is uh, this morning. Devotion is know where you stand. Know where you stand. Uh, many of you, I'm sure, are are familiar with the quote that you must stand for something will fall for anything. In fact, I I grew up personally in the old church. I grew up uh, on an old hymn that said, On Christ, the solid rock I stand, and all of the ground is sinking sand. But we unfortunately are living in a time where taking a stand in what we believe as believers has become unpopular to the world. We are living in a world where we are being forced or tempted to be forced to, to compromise our just basic beliefs just to get along with an individual who may be offended by our teachings. We are living in a time that God's word is being challenged by men and women who think they have found a loophole or a theory or a conspiracy to challenge what we believe. We are living in a time that character and morality and and, uh, holiness and righteousness and honesty is just wishful thinking and uh, seemingly an unreachable standard. 
And those of you on the call this morning, I'm, I'm appealing to you. It's time to stand. It's time for the church, the ecclesia, uh, et meaning out of, sia meaning to call, which means to be called out. We have been called out in such a time as this. It's time for the church to be the church. It's time to put our war clothes on, our ephod on, because we are in a war. And this is not a physical war. This is not being about uh, the left or the right, the Democrat or the Republican. It's not about who is going to be in the office for the next four years. It's not about who will hold more seats in the Senate. It's not about what's being broadcast through the media all day, every day. No, but according to Ephesians 6, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness in this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. The church uh, are the only ones equipped to fight this fight. But look what Ezekiel uh, said in, in, in Ezekiel 22 and 30. God said, and I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me, uh, before the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Where in the world is the church? Where are the blood-bought believers who truly feel, for God I live and for God I will die? Where is the church that will stand in the gap? Where is the church that will go and cry in the wilderness? Where is the church that will pray without ceasing? Where is the church that will go to the highways and the byways seeking to save the lost? Where is the church that will cry in the wilderness no matter what? Where is the church that will take up their cross and follow Jesus? Where is the church that will seek to know Christ? in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, even unto death. Where is the church that knows where they stand? It's time to take a stand. It's it's time to be the church. And James writes a letter, not to the sinners, but this epistle was to the church, to the believers, and he wanted to encourage the church to stay strong in their faith, to continue to have Christian values, and, or should I say Christ-like character. And watch this. Don't straddle the fence. In other words, take a stance for what you know. And we know he was concerned because he said in James chapter 4, verse 8, your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And the Amplified uses the term you are being disloyal and you have committed spiritual adultery. So Jane wants the church to assure God that God knows exactly where we stand, not only in relationship with him, but where do we stand when it comes to the world systems and the world's belief when they try to compro- they want us to compromise our Christian beliefs. This word stand is a permanent position. It's a, it's a fixture not to waver, not to be easily persuaded, not to be double-minded, but watch, here it is. God, uh, God doesn't want us to move from the righteous position that he placed us in. Why? Because we love him and we trust him and no one else. 
But it's important to know when you know where you stand, you also have to know how to stand. And this is where we go into our devotion this morning because James chapter 4, verse 6 says, uh, if you know where you stand, you need to know how to stand. And he says, avoid being proud. James says, God opposes the proud. In fact, in Proverbs 6 and 16, the Bible says that God hates a proud look. In Proverbs 15 and 25, the Lord will tear down the house of the proud. You see, being humble uh, you see, not being humble uh, will eventually take you down a path far from God. And God didn't leave us on this earth to be self-centered, self-absorbed, self-serving, but God wants us not to, ser- not to be served, but God wants us to serve. God wants to have a heart for others, a heart to minister to others, a heart to love others, and give back to those we come in contact with. I love James chapter 4, verse 10, uh, because a lot of times we look for accolades or we look for our name being called uh, over the microphone by bishop or some other individual. Uh, But the Bible says to humble ourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Not man, not a woman, not your neighbor, but God will exalt you. James continues in our devotional scripture and says, but gives grace to the humble, and he gives it to us generously. The Amplified Version said that God gives us more and more grace. And I don't know about you, but I'm very familiar about God's grace. In fact, I don't know where I would be without God's grace. And I don't believe I'm the only one on the phone this morning that knows something about God's grace. You see, God's grace is when God gives you something even though you have done nothing to deserve it. And if you know God like I know God, you should really be thanking God, even at 514 this morning, for his amazing grace. And if you know where you stand, you will be humble. It's then and only then you have the power, watch this, to resist the devil and he will flee. Um, for years, I, I used to quote the scripture wrong in my early Christian life. I would say, resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee. When somebody got on my nerves, resist the devil and he will flee in a bad relationship. Resist the devil and he will flee. But, but, but I forgot to, 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 to say, no, humble yourself first, and then he will give you the power to ward off the enemy, and then he will flee. And now that you have avoided being proud, if you know where you stand, you will get into, the watch this, the proper position. What do you mean? James explains, he says, come close to God as he comes close to you. Uh, the definition for drawing near in the Greek literally means to approach. Not to be approached by God, but to draw near to God, to seek God to approach God in the name of Jesus by faith and by prayer, and he will draw near to you. He will meet you right where you are at, and he's coming towards you. In other words, seek God after um, while God is ready and willing to meet you. So what, what are you saying, Mr. Rodney? While you are drawing near to him, he is drawing near to us. A lot of times I say, 
uh, are we saying, I'm waiting on God, I, I'm waiting on God, and God said, no, step out in faith. I'm really waiting on you. You're in the wrong position. Uh, your greatest blessing in life, here it is, is in limbo because it is waiting on you to get in your proper position. Not only must we avoid being proud, not only must we be in our proper position, but finally, James says here in our devotional scripture, know where you stand. Uh, if you know where you stand, uh, watch this, here it is, you must be purified. To be made clean, it literally means, yeah, to be made clean. You, may, you must sanctify yourself. In biblical days, you could not come in someone's house just any kind of way. And out of respect of the guests, you would have to wash your hands and wash your feet your, when you enter into someone's home. People of God, when you know where you stand, you don't approach God just any kind of way. You must come before God humble and with a cleansed mind, righteous thought, and a pure thought. And David said, create in me, Lord, a new uh, a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. You know where you stand when your hands are clean and your heart is right. Jeremiah 29 and 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Let us seek Christ with all our heart. It's important to know where you stand in Christ, believers. This is not the time to fold. This is not the time to be quiet. This is not the time to, to be missing. This is not the time to be complacent. This is not the time to be ashamed. The Bible says in Matthew 10 and 33, whosoever denies me before men will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Uh, it's time to stick, take a stand on what we believe. It's time to stand and let everyone know who we believe in. It's time to stand and let everyone know why we believe what we believe. It's time to be bold. So, so when you stand for what you know and you don't straddle the fence, God's blessings are waiting to manifest in your life. So, Father, we honor you and we bless you. We give you the honor and we give you the praise because we realize this morning that it's time to take a stand. Father, I lift up everyone uh, on this prayer call this morning. Father, I pray that we don't have a proud attitude or a, a proud look on our face. I pray that we don't be vain, but God, I pray that we be humble in your sight. I pray that we align our lives up with you and what you want, where you want us to be. And I pray that we get in the proper position. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will purify us, cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. Father, cleanse us so we can approach you properly. Father, we are loyal to you and only you. Father, I pray that we will stand in the gap. I, Father, I pray that we will stand in the gap. And, Father, we love you, we give you honor, and we give you the glory, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Anointed you were this morning. What a great devotion. Thank you, Minister Rodney. You said so much, and I loved when you first started, and you referred to that song on Christ, the solid rock I stand. That's one of my favorites. 
and I sing it around my house a lot. Yes, on Christ the solid rock we stand. Everything else is sinking sand. You can't trust anything else. Oh, hallelujah. And it is time for the church to stand. God is looking for his ecclesia, the ones that have been set apart, called apart. Hallelujah. So at the end of it, you said humble. Humble ourselves first. In other words, get in position. Get yourself into position. And position means to stand. It's a fixed position. You don't waver, but you remain. Stand in a fixed, yes, position. Then we can effectively, we can effectively attack those things that oppose the gospel of our Lord and Savior. Thank you again, Minister Rodney. That was a wonderful, wonderful devotion this morning. Elder Thomas, can you come now at this time and share the request with us? Yes, we have uh, two requests this morning, one from uh, Ada Clark. Uh, She says, please pray for my family and me in the loss of my sister, Leela, who passed away this morning. Pray traveling mercies for me as I make my way to Mississippi to celebrate her life. Please say a special prayer for my brother, David Gardner, who is having a difficult time with accepting my sister's transition. I know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Your prayers are greatly appreciated during this time. And then we have a second prayer uh, from Lewis Ingram. Says, uh, pray for my daughter, uh, Elsie. She's back in the hospital. Doctors are unable to figure out what is going on. I pray that God would give them wisdom to find the reason she keeps vomiting uh, since she had surgery. I call on Jehovah Raphael to heal her body, mind, and spirit. And Father, we come to you now praying, knowing who you are, and knowing that you hear us. And since we know that you hear us, we know that any petition that we lay before you will be granted. We thank you because we recognize the authority that you have given us, that we, what we bind and what we lose, it will be so according to your word. Father, we're not praying as one that's beating the air to just say words, but Father, we look for the manifestation of your word in the lives of this prayer, of these prayer requests. God, we know that you are the prince of peace, and we thank you for bringing peace to the family of Ada Clark. Father, we pray a special prayer for David Gardner. Father, touch his heart. Father, give him peace during this time. Let him be lifted in you. Father, show him how to meditate on you. Meditate on your word. 
Father, that he would be directed by your Holy Spirit, that his thoughts would be changed. Father, that he would have joy in his heart, Father. Father, we understand laughter is like medicine, Father, and we ask you to transition them from sorrow to laughter. And Father, we pray for the traveling. We pray for traveling mercies for Ada. Father, we pray that your angels be encamped around and about her as she takes her journey. Father, let her mind be at peace as she travels. Father, let your word be stirred up in her heart. According to Psalms 147, in verses 2 and 3, you build up and you gather together the outcast. You heal the broken heart and build up their wounds. Father, we pray that you would heal their wounds, Father, their wound of loss. Father, bring peace and comfort to their hearts. We know that you said in Matthew 5 and 4 that you would, those that are mourning shall be comforted. Father, we ask you to bring, bring comfort. In Luke 6 and 21, you say, Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Father, we pray that their sorrow be turned into laughter. Father, we recognize your desire for their lives, that their life would be full, lacking nothing, including peace. And God, give them perfect peace as they keep their mind on you according to your word. Father, we understand that you have given us power to shred on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall harm us. And because we have that word, we pray for healing of Elsie's body. We recognize you, God, as the healer. Psalms 103, 2 to 4 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who healeth all thine iniquities. Father, bring healing who healeth all thy diseases. Father, bring healing and cast down every disease that the enemy would bring, Father. We know that you have given us the authority, so we speak disease cease. Bumaking cease. Bring wholeness to the body. We know that you redeem life from destruction, and you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercy. Father, we thank you for the mercies and the deliverance that you bring to us. Malachi 4 and 2 says, But unto you that feared my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. Father, we thank you for coming to us with healing in your wings and bringing deliverance and wholeness to our bodies, Father. Thank you, Father, for bringing healing and deliverance. According to Psalms 84 and 11, the Lord will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. We pray that the good thing of healing will be manifested 
in the life of Elsie. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that powerful prayer this morning. We thank God that we can come to him with our prayer prayer requests and our petitions and that we, by faith, we receive them. Healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us. And the God of all comfort to surround those who are enduring a time of sorrow. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for hearing us this morning. Thank you that you are answering these requests that have been brought before you. Hallelujah. Minister Rodney, do you have anything more before we close out this morning? Um, Just real briefly, many of us have heard that when we drive, um, and I'm sure some of us said that we have uh, what we call a lead foot because we keep our foot on the gas. People of God, this is not the time to take our foot off of the pedal. This is not the time to slow down. This is not the time to stop. But this is the time to stand and go forth all speed ahead. In Jesus' name, I encourage you this morning. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Well, our time is well spent. I pray that each and every one of you that um, are on the call, that you were blessed this morning. We had a wonderful devotion. It was powerful. We had prayer together, standing in the gap for Ada Clark and her family and for this daughter that is back in the hospital. We thank God that we can come before him. Father, I just pray this morning for divine protection, for insight and for wisdom for your people this day. May they be established in righteousness and true holiness. May each one come into perfect alignment with your plan, your will, and your purpose for their lives. May their lives, Father, be filled with joy and the peace of you, which surpasses all things. It doesn't matter what's going on around us, but that we take a stand. That's a fixed position, as Minister Rodney said. It's a fixed position and we're not going to we're not going to get off of that position. May they know your voice today, Father. Let your people know your voice. May they obey your voice and may they walk uprightly before you. There is no weapon formed against them that's gonna prosper. For they are children of the most high God. And any voice that would rise up against them shall be shown to be in the wrong. And I pray, Father, that the weak will say, I am strong. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Father, lead each and every one of us. Lead us so that we might renew our mind 
and keep our thoughts subject to Christ. May they bless, may each of us bless the Lord at all times. And may your praise be continually in our mouth. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you, dear ones. Go and make it a wonderful day. And remember to stand. Take a position and stand in Christ. Put on the full armor of God. Put it on. We are at war. The church is at war. It's not a physical war. It's a spiritual war. Take up the cross of Jesus. Hallelujah. Kathy, open the line, if you will, please, so that we might worship together. <laughs> 